are not recording and nobody is going to talk. So uh, on the uh, on the episode today, um, they were talking about re-watching television shows. Like, what is the most? What's like the ultimate rewatchable television show for you guys? Obviously, there's The Office. All right, we're gonna play hard mode because no, no Office can't say The Office. Never even seen The Office. Wow. Okay. One time right. through. Yeah, it's not my cup of tea. I hear you. I hear you. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's no shame in that. that. There's nothing wrong with that wanting to laugh. <laughs> yeah, hating, hating joy. I there's know, nothing. I hate, there's yeah, nothing. I hate you know being happy and releasing endorphins and right, all that right. kind of stuff. Who, yeah, who no, needs nothing, that? Nothing wrong with that at all. Um. So, anybody got suggestions? Like, what is I? I struggle with this because once I have seen something all the way through, I like. I'll forget jokes. Those are easy to forget. But like, I can't, I couldn't imagine rewatching like a drama or something that has like a big reveal or a twist, particularly a, like a television show. Now I could see like revisiting a movie that has a twist, like 10 years after you watched it. Right. Like every once in a while, I'll give fight club a watch or the usual suspects or something like that. But um, when it comes to like, a drama television that is so much time and there are so many things i have not seen that i could not imagine going back to one and and re-watching it so the easiest things to rewatch, i find are like the half hour comedies like the office but like sure. parks, and, parks and rec the simpsons um family guy like those there's enough recurring jokes there's enough things you didn't catch the first time uh, there's a familiarity that that makes those sort of easy to digest, even if they're slightly out of order. But I would say as far as dramas, I usually go a few years without rewatching a drama. And a lot of times it's because I want to like I've watched uh, Breaking Bad a few times. And it's mostly because I've learned more things about how they've done the production or there's things I know I've missed the first time that I rewatch for that purpose. Okay, that makes and, sense. And I, and I usually find now that I'm older, I, I look at it with slightly different perspectives, understanding the industry, understanding yeah. sort of, you know. You're no longer and, a toxic bro on the message board, like railing against Skylar, right? Calling her like, you know, like a, a B word and stuff. Correct. I will go back and watch an old Law and Order, which uh, pretty good shows. Ooh, that's a good I'll, one. I'll, I'll tell you the other one is I was in the last couple seasons I have not watched for some reason, but NCIS to me is what it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Uh, the Tony Dinozo character is one of my favorite all time TV characters. So I will if, if NCIS, especially some of the older ones. I will I will stop it and I know exactly what's going to happen and when but the character development on both those shows are really good and just that's that's what I would do but don't do a lot of TV in general and also don't do an awful lot of rewatching as a result. I hear that. That's a good recommendation though the uh the old Law and Order episodes. All right, Allie, do you have a recommendation while we're waiting for Ant? Yeah, so even though I don't like Joy, if I did like Joy, um, the only thing I've really rewatched is Veep. And I've rewatched that about okay, four different yes, times. Yes. Veep is so good and it so really dark. Oh, I cackle for 15 minutes when he gets to the episode where Selena's like, tell the government to get the fuck out of my snatch. Like that <laughs> line is hilarious. And the fact yeah, that that's great, they had a Timothy Simons show. on. Yeah, they had Timothy Simons on. <laughs> Um, stupidity, what last week or the week before? Oh my god, he is so great. Wait, which, which, who is that on V? Jonah, Jonah, 
Oh, Jonah. Okay. Okay. Jonads is yeah, like, Jonah. is, is that's who I call him in my mind. Uh, uh, I still Jonah. have to, I still have to watch it on y'all's recommendation last week, but yeah, the Timothy Simons interview on stupidity has me hook, line and sinker on that guy before watching one second of that. Show. Oh, that's good to hear. What, what was he promoting on there? His podcast is like second in command. It's a rewatch. Rewatching beef. It's him and uh, Mike McClintock, who's uh, what? What's his name? Matt Walsh, I think. Yes, is the Matt Walsh. Name. Yes, yeah. Yes. But, yeah, Walsh. they they do um, a rewatchable sort of podcast with with Veep, which I can only imagine is hilarious. But I ain't got time for that because I am also rewatching the 2010 Daytona 500 currently, and they're on like lap 94, and AJ Allmendinger <laughs> is about to get spun the fuck out and get stuck in the grass and then his car can't get out and they can't tow car or they couldn't push the car out okay 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 somebody cut somebody cut her mic right now somebody cut her mic she's out of control already um all right so that's that is an excellent excellent recommendation veep and i will actually listen to that podcast unlike the podcast that schweitz Mm -hmm. keeps getting me to try to listen to uh fake doctors real friends um about a show that i do not watch which is scrubs but i hear is also highly rewatchable i i just finished rewatching scrubs some time ago and you definitely need to watch scrub then now the the comedy doesn't really hold up to 2021 sure but, sure. but it is so fast it is so witty but what's really important right now wells we got to see if ant actually has any kind of audio at all can you hear me now yeah right. yeah you so- did it <laughs> took a while so i'm gonna jump back and agree with mayor that law and order is a great rewatch um i actually find because oftentimes my wife and i are on our computers at night doing work of some sort or schoolwork or something that we oftentimes want to put something on that we've already seen so it's just on the background and we can just like we watch i i think my wife has watched schitt's creek front to back like six times just because it's funny you can have it in the background you don't have to necessarily pay attention to all the all the pieces because you've seen it once um makes you think of canada yeah that too sort of kind of not really but you know so and that's a, a lo- that's an obvious like that's an excellent choice we, we do a lot of uh, a lot of i feel like tv rewatching um or watching of shows that went off the air 10 years ago that we never watched the first time like right ncis or um shows like that that have a little bit of a drama component to them but aren't necessarily strictly flat out dramas in what you might call, you know, they're more suspenseful or stuff like that. So, right. Right. Good recommendation. Good recommendation. All right, mayor, what do you got for topics this week? I have stuff that goes back to last week and Mike Ryan, I think it was on Thursday's show was talking about, uh, Kyrie Irving and said, I want the heat to trade for Kyrie. So Udonis can kick his ass. I thought that was just absolutely the funniest thing ever. Absolutely. Uh, There was a pizza discussion last week that I found very interesting. Dan said he has never had stuffed crust pizza. I haven't either. And I'm a pizza guy, What? but I have never had stuffed crust pizza. Holy shit. Okay. Well, I, like let's so let's after we get off of here let's just send some we can figure out i'm i'm pretty sure the mayor could probably be doxxed and we need to send some stuffed crust pizzas from pizza hut to his house well i i've got a pizza hut in town i've got all kinds of opportunities for it i just <laughs> i guess i need to go to ant the, the my my paisan up there in new york stuffed crust is that isn't that kind of sacrilege in the pizza world 
Well, my problem is that you're ordering it from Pizza Hut, um, which uh, I haven't is, had Pizza Hut is, in years. Is, yeah, is barely pizza. I, I can say I don't think I've ever had big box or national chain stuffed crust pizza. We've I've made it myself, where my kids are just like we want to put cheese sticks in the crust, and I'm like, yeah, sure, we can do that. So. Um, I'm sort of with you, Mayor. That I, I mean, I've had it by making it, not by going to Pizza Hut or Little Caesars or Domino's or, or CC's or whatever, you know, your local pizza chain is sort of thing. But uh, it's so I don't necessarily have good. a problem. I, if it's good cheese in the crust and it melts well, I'm all for it. But I often find that like a lot of times when I see it, it looks like that doesn't look appetizing necessarily. Oh, you are but, so you are so out of your mind. You are on your New York high horse right now, Brooke. Uh, no high horse. I no can't high even, horse. I can't even. I don't I even would, have the no, words Matt, right now. Che- I would so, eat a block of mozzarella cheese in a five-minute sitting with a knife without a question. It just has to be decent cheese for it to be worth it. In my yeah, yeah. When I when I was younger, there'd be times where, like you know, sometimes the cheese slides off the pizza. And I'd eat the rest of the pizza, open up the crust, just stick the cheese in and make my own little stuffed crust. That's just, smart. Just, yeah. That's a life hack right there. Mm-hmm. All right. The the conversation that ensued went on to best pizza scene in a movie, which I thought was pretty good. And Spicoli and Fast Times at Ridgemont High gets my vote on that. Billy also had a funny comment during that, uh, during the pizza talk. He says, am I a genius? Because he was talking about the little thing inside the box. They called it the pizza table. Oh yeah, none, yeah. None yeah, of them yeah. knew what talked that about was. it. It's like the gravitron. They knew the like, gravitron. none of them knew what it was for. Now, that's a, that's such a weird blind spot. Like I thought that was obvious what that was for. Yes. Well, it got me to the next topic that I want to ask with y'all because it did turn it evolved into a conversation with appetizers and the discussion that mozzarella sticks overrated, whatnot. What is your go-to appetizer or an appetizer that maybe has fallen out of favor that you haven't uh, haven't had in a while? I'll open up first. There used to be broccoli cheese bites. Have you ever had those? Ooh, it was broccoli yeah. and cheese that was rolled up and fried. And of course, you had to dip it in ranch just to make your arteries entirely hardened. But broccoli <laughs> cheese bites aren't really around anymore. But that would be a good go-to appetizer uh, that I would kind of put on that list. Will, you had your hand up. What do you got? Go-to appetizer, uh, wings, always wings. And a lot of times when I go out to a restaurant, if I know that they have decent wings, I'll just order that as my, my full meal. Um, but usually the wings are on the, in the appetizer section. So, uh, outside of wings, I would go with calamari. Um, that is always my, my go-to basically. Drums or flats? Well, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, they're both delicious, and and anybody that has one over the other is not a true appreciator of wings, and I will not back down from that position. Um, <laughs> ranch, ranch, or blue cheese? Oh, blue cheese, oh, blue cheese. all day. Ranch, ranches. Ugh, God, uh, ranches, ranches for chicken nuggets when you are seven years old. Um, do what? <laughs> I said Schweitz. Schweitz doesn't Schweitz doesn't mess with ranch. I can already tell. It's too Sch- spicy or too I was about to say Schweitz it's doesn't too, eat wings. It's got it's got too much heat for Schweitz. I don't eat wings. God, you're such a loser. Anyway, all right, who who's up next for appetizer? I'll go. All right. <laughs> so my go-to is usually mozzarella sticks or just a good garlic bread. I tend to to stay on the plain side of things. If somebody orders nachos, I'm the one that's digging in the bottom. I want the plain chip. I don't want any of the, the oh, cheese or God. toppings on there. What kind of existence do you live, man? Well, I usually don't eat them, but uh, just in case. 
but the my my favorite one that I ever heard of, there's a comedian named Ian Carmel who will for breakfast he will go and order a stack of pancakes for the table as an appetizer. So there'll be like five of them sitting around. He just orders like ten pancakes, puts them in the middle. They all get to share, nice and communal. And I always like that idea. Hmm. Okay. Well, that is not an appetizer in almost ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the places you go to eat. So that would mozzarella be, sticks. A, it is that mozzarella sticks. Yeah. That like you don't. You're not going to like. Uh, out to like an Italian restaurant and asking for pancakes, are you? No, no, no. Just when you're going out to breakfast or breakfast. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Allie, what do you got? So I am a big uh, proponent of fried pickles and pretzels with beer cheese. Those are my go-to, but I'm going to reiterate this anytime an appetizer discussion comes up that probably the best chain appetizer out there are the spicy jack cheese wedges from O'Charlie's. They are freaking amazing. I order four total orders every time I go. Four? Four total, and you get six of them per order. They are amazing. (laughs) They're like a mozzarella stick triangle, but so much better. Oh, so good. Don't know what you're missing. O'Charlie's. And you had an appetizer uh, thing as you shovel some food into your gullet? (laughs) <laughs> so, um, sadly, I have to agree with all you people. Um, for me, like Ali just said, it's it's the pretzels, um, specifically the ones at Applebee's with the beer cheese. I, I absolutely just love them. And and I always end up getting more than one order because I want an order and my kids and my wife want an order. I'm like, no, we need two orders. We're not sharing them. I want, I want all six of the pretzels. I want all the cheese. I want to pick up the cheese sauce at the end and, 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 and gargle it and, and swallow it down. So, um, Do you get them on a date night? With the Bourbon Street steak, with the Oreo shake, and some whipped cream on the top. Can I just too. say I hate that commercial Dude, so much? I hate that song. I have no idea. <laughs> they what should do a grid of death about. punishment. It's a the Applebee's so, commercial. It's, Wal- it's Walker Hayes or something. Yeah, it's a full length song. It got popular on TikTok, but it's oh. an Applebee's commercial now, and it is the worst song Terrible. ever created. But what they should do for the grid of death is have someone recreate the TikTok video. <laughs> doing the dance if y'all have seen it it's like just some stupid shit because tiktok is yeah. the worst but yeah. oh yeah i'm good i'm good not learning anything else about don't do this. avoid it i don't, don't do i don't, I don't want to know anything about this tiktok universe in any way no applebee's in canada so you guys can come here for refuge we're good speaking of uh singing menus and, and ingredients and whatnot the big mac song i mean i, th- I think everybody still kind of remembers that don't you like but two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Yes. But do you remember the other one that they had after that, which pretty much sung their menu? Nope. It was Big Mac, filet of fish, quarter pounder, French fries, icy Coke, thick shakes, sundaes, and apple pies. Wow. Was that sung by Mac tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. No, that predates Mac tonight. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, that was kind of a creepy guy. They talked about Ronald McDonald no longer making appearances for them on today's show. Maybe it was yesterday's, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that Mac tonight dude was really kind of freaky. It, he last, really was. I agree. My last thing is this. <laughs> after, made me grimace. After <laughs> boo, <laughs> after defeating Florida last week, LSU's getting rid of their head coach, Ed Orgeron. Will, do you know why? You don't have to tell me why, but do you know what the O in Coach O stands for? Uh, I don't. It is an Orgeron. 
because he's been running around trying to give out orgasms. That O stands for orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, from from his uh, selfies and uh, social media, it sounds like he's been pretty successful. Hey, I wonder if y'all want to come on work out with me a little bit. <laughs> I, your 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 dad, your your husband's an administrator at LSU, and you're pregnant. It don't matter. Come on, let's go. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. I just I love that go that's Tigers. his go to pickup line. You want to work out with me? <laughs> like it's yeah, it's just it's too comical and too perfect. It's like a caricature of Ed Orgeron. Merrick, can you uh, reenact the scene from when Harry met Sally as Ed Ogeron? Oh, 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 oh. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I, I'm, a, run for I'm, office. I'm assuming he nailed it, but I've never seen that movie. Just assume I nailed it. Okay, I, I will do that. Allie, what do you got for topics this week? So one day, I don't remember which day because it's all a blur, but they were talking about um, playing musical instruments and what witty you could see witty playing. And they initially mentioned the bassoon and it just brought back middle school memories because I initially played the clarinet and band because you had to choose either chorus, band or art. And I was not artistic and could not sing clearly. So I chose band and I was a clarinet player, but there's like 40 some people playing the clarinet. So I bailed and went to the bassoon because I didn't have to try out for like first chair because nobody wanted to play the bassoon and it's a really e- easy instrument to play but i could absolutely see witty playing the the bassoon or the oboe and i was just I, curious if uh if you could see anybody on the show do like a non-popular uh instrument like if they were in middle school or something like who would you pick and what instrument would they play i saw witty playing the french horn uh, like the just because of how uh overly complicated it looks and how how ornate it looks, that's that's the first instrument that that came to mind for witty. I played baritone sax in middle school, and then in high school, I was told that I had to join marching band if I wanted to keep playing the saxophone, and I said, Absolutely fucking not. I am not wearing that uniform. I am not staying after school. I'm not going to these practices. This is bullshit. Uh, I guess I will just bail on this instrument. So that's when I started learning to play guitar. I have, uh, I have witty playing the piccolo. <laughs> yes. I okay. can see that. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have, that's perfect. I have Chris playing the, um, Oh, dog. Trombone. Son of a I, 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 I see Billy trombone. playing the trombone. Every skinny dude the, I felt like in middle school played the trombone. The cymbals. Oh, the cymbals, the crash cymbals. No, it's not the damn cymbals. The thing that's got the little piano thing on the side. That's, oh, the, the accordion. accordion. The accordion. accordion. Gee whiz. What the hell's wrong with you, Santini? <laughs> yeah, I can see Chris playing an accordion. I can see him doing that. And maybe throw in a little Billy with the bagpipes. Okay. Something okay. I was totally something that's totally uh overmatched him and something that's got him kind of fumbling and trying to figure out all this. I do see uh, Roy uh, playing, playing the, the, the big bass drum, just kind of leading the whole thing or, or being the actual, the drum major. Okay. So these conducting everybody else, some of these instruments are not usually in a high school band though, like the accordion or the bagpipe. So that's where my mind was going, but we are talking about just untraditional instruments in general. So, uh, you're thinking outside of the box. Great job with that. Schweiss, what do you got? I got Billy playing the cymbals just because he would do it slightly off just to throw everybody else into (laughs) chaos. (laughs) 
That's good. That's really. I good. have Chris either doing the tuba, uh, or possibly just percussion, just because he can goof off in the back row, which is what he's used to doing. Yep, yep, that tracks completely. And I have Roy on triangle because it's the easiest. The easiest, yeah. He's out. He's out of the front. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's in the back row. He's hidden, and he just does his thing and just gets out of there. All right. Well, what about uh, Mike? I don't think anybody said an instrument for Mike. So what, what are we looking at there? I think Mike's the drum major. I think Mike's got the thing. He's go, got his arm going up and down. He's got the big head on. He's sort of leading the way. He's out front. He wants to be out front. He wants to, you know, control the show somewhat. I sort of how I see Mike. I kind of, I could see that. I also think uh, saxophone, alto sax. That's what I was going to say. I could see him as like a a sax guy. Because I I think, I think Mike would want to look as cool as possible. And, and saxophone is kind of a cool instrument to like, you know, the way it kind of lays to your side and stuff. And it feels kind of cool to play it. So I, that's, that's kind of where my mind went uh, for that one. What about uh, Dan or Stu? Anybody got uh, uh, suggestions for them? I will go with Dan because uh, probably similar to my experience in middle school, our band teacher uh, told me I had a tuba face. <laughs> and wow, so, um, big fat here we face. are. Uh, and I and I apologize in advance for this, mom, but to Mr. Allen, <laughs> you. Uh, I was in sixth grade. And I, I need to wait till after the elections in November to be start talking like that. Yeah, seriously. But, um, yeah, to tell a kid he's got a tuba face. That's I mean, awful. what he meant is I was a chunky kid that can carry this big, this big fat kid can carry a fat instrument. So. Right, right, right. So yeah. Anyhow, but, but Dan, that's probably where Dan was. Uh, Stu, I would think they would probably give him a horn and tell him just to put it to his lips, but don't blow because just we, if you got to be out here, we don't really want you, you to fake it till you make anything. it. He does not have the lung capacity. No, not at all. That's why he couldn't play the flute. He couldn't even fake the flute because they would know they would know better than that. Stu would be a trumpet player. Um, He would never actually get the sound out of the trumpet, though, because you have to do that vibration kind of thing. I don't know if you're familiar with how you play a trumpet, but you don't just blow through it. You have to do this like like, move very specific pitch vibration with your with your pursed lips. And it's very difficult. But yeah, Stu would just be doing the entire time and that's it and and they would just pass him to get him out of their class he would um, still make it into first chair though because yes, he would just yes, talk his way exactly he would fail upwards 100% 100% good topic good topic Schweitz what do you got this week uh, a few things one witty reading urban dictionary was probably my favorite moment of the week just because of our previous conversations. Splash. Uh, splash. It was just perfect. <laughs> I I replayed it for my wife and my wife. That was just, on part. I, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to make the claim now that they got that idea from Mayor Googling Fleshlight the other week on Midweek Menches mid episode. Absolutely. <laughs> they stole that bit from us a hundred percent. Sorry, Schweiss. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was you. just saying, I played it for my wife who again, just was like, why are you showing me this? And I'm just laughing hysterically. And she clearly didn't hear the splash because the, the splash was so perfect. Whoever uh, put that in. And then my other favorite part of this week was weirdly today when Amin was overjoyed at using the NATO alphabet, whenever he spells his name. 
just like it's such a weird quirk to to have and i was really enjoying that part of the conversation i was wondering do any of you ever spell your name like that professionally well i think amin doing that probably comes from the fact that amin doesn't like that's not a common name that you hear over here in the u.s so like he probably grew up going to schools with teachers constantly asking him how you spell that or you know how wait what did you say your name was that type of thing um so i don't I don't really ever have to, you know, will and, and pool is, are pretty easy. You know, I just say pool with an E on it. You know, that's, that's the only thing I do with my name. Um, any of y'all Santini, I bet is, is can trip people up. Yeah. I mean, not that badly, but you know, the only time I ever really use that is when I'm, you know, the radio station is BHF and I'll go boy, Henry Frank, just so that they know what, you know, the call letters are. Right. Right. So I used to have to do it at work a little bit. Toronto is a very diverse city. It's about 50% first or second generation immigrants. So there's just a lot of, of accents. There's a lot of people that uh, English is their second language. So um, just for work purposes, a lot of times you're trying to give part numbers or, or something like that. And you just, it's just sort of easier, except I would always forget what the letters were. So I would just like R for rhinoceros. Like I would just come up with something on the spot. That would usually make me laugh. Um, X for I had, xylophone. Exactly. I had a teacher in high school that would do things like P as in pneumonia and K as in <laughs> night. What and just like and do it completely deadpan. And it would we we would all laugh every time. But Amin did that today when he talked about Sierra. And it's like, <laughs> well, is that with a C or an S? Yeah, I think, isn't that the actual NATO alphabet, though? It's S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is the official one, even though that could very well trip you up. Uh, Right. That that just shows the frustration of the English language and how difficult it is to actually learn uh, and particularly how to how to uh, uh, not speak, but just write, like, I guess, more than anything else. And, And Will, you touched on something. All of us, I think, with the exception of Schweitz, has had the joy of, of working with kids and trying to teach them how to read and with sight words. And it's like, you know, two try to try to explain to a kid that TWO spells two. Yeah, exactly. It's like, there's just, there's just a million just frustrating things about trying to teach the language that we all speak. Yeah. That's what I'm currently experiencing right now with Lucy, who's doing the whole sight words, kindergarten thing. And she'll be like, duh. Oh, no, no. It's do do what, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> uh, well, she's got that word mastered, then I guess. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, she's my, ahead my, of the game. My <laughs> son refers to reading as singing because most of his books are rhyming books that are you know short sentences because he's Aww. three. So, so whenever he doesn't ask us to read to him, he, he points to the book and says, You sing to me. You sing to me. I'm going to sing now when he wants to look at the book. And it's adorable. That's and I will try to video it for cute. everyone. Super cute. All right. Great topic, Schweitz. Aunt, what do you got this week? So I just wanted to talk again, going back to last week, um, how they brought back the club. And did anyone like that they brought back the club? Was it good for you? Were you disappointed with how they did it? Um, I personally didn't love the way they did it, I understood why they did it, where they did, but um, I was very excited for it to be back. I actually expected them to have more sounds. <laughs> I think Mike made a comment. 
yeah, who's surprised we have so many sounds? We've only done this for not 10 months or whatever it was that he said. That made me laugh, so to speak. Um, you know, I still don't understand why they can't pay Debbie Deb like $20,000 or $10,000 to say, <laughs> we get to use your song forever. Right. I, I mean, I, I thought for sure that like the buildup to it and Mike like playing that sounder, I thought all of a sudden we were going to hear Debbie Dev like that was going to to show up and we were like everybody was going to be real excited. Uh, and then that never happened. But yeah, I I completely agree. You, you said the first thing that came to mind. I thought there was going to be more sounds yeah. like I thought for sure. I, I've, it feels like they stretched the bit out uh, a little too long. Uh, you know, with all the buildup and and the it played wrong the first time. I thought that was part of the bit and everything, and then it wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I always enjoyed the, I always enjoyed the club. But I think it was mainly because it was that Debbie Deb song. Like Maybe. I love that song. It's it's got or such like, a. Or when like Chris Cody would dub over it, the yeah like yeah so off with it like his beat was off on the wrong verse or whatever i exactly. thought that was hilarious and i was kind of expecting that but yeah it's, it's the same thing with the useless sound montage too the song's different and to me it's just not the same yeah so will oh, and- question for you as someone who at least ancillarily works in music having a band and whatnot what do you think it would cost to get debbie deb to give it like does that even something that she can do or is that something that like someone else owns the rights, so it doesn't really matter. And they'd want a hundred thousand dollars, even if like there's. Yeah. Now see that the, it's, and it's you may a not tricky... know. I just wondered. Yeah. So I have licensed the song. I've gone through the proper channels to actually license a song to cover it and put it on an album that I can charge music for. We covered a ZZ top song on, uh, on my band's last album. And, uh, it was only like, I forget how much it was. It was like under 20 bucks though, to get the permission. Uh, now, I don't know, like when it comes to digital distribution of music, if you play somebody's song and they can download it, then there is a possibility that you uh, are going to have to pay for every downloaded uh, uh, episode that that song appears on. Right. So. Unless you have some worked out special agreement with whoever owns the publishing rights to that song, then you you just better have all of that in very concrete writing, I think. I, okay. I feel like that they would yeah, they would be able to go to them and say, like, here's how many downloads we get on average. You know, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't do it each download. They would they would come up with a, a flat fee. Yeah, I mean I I feel like that too, but who abs like, like there's no way that they haven't looked into this at this point. I feel, I feel personally like there, there has to be some kind of behind the scenes investigation work and it's probably just not worth whatever they're talking about. No, Zagaki will it's the digital distribution piece, because even if you go back two years from now and go back and listen to it again, there's still those rights for that song being played. I deal with that a little bit at the radio station, but that's not with podcast downloads. It's just digital listenership. So there's that piece. And then, and you kind of touched on the other one as well is she may not have written that song. She may not have, you know, there's, there's different people in the chain that may have composed or produced or, or that might have a piece of that song that, you know, you got to hash all that between CSAC, BMI and ASCAP. But the, but the big multiplier is, is once it's out there in a digital downloadable form, it's a recurring charge every time it, it happens. 
Yeah, it just wouldn't surprise me that the way some of the stuff you think they do that they don't actually do. I know what you're saying, Will. They probably have they, they probably have looked into it, but it wouldn't totally surprise me if they were just like they talked about it, but no one ever actually went to try to figure out if they could do it. I don't know. But here's the feel like they talk about stuff and they don't actually follow through on it. And maybe that's just stew that I'm thinking of. But I just feel like there's a lot of stuff that seems like would be further along in some of the things they talk about that they don't necessarily do. So I don't know. I miss the song. And I assume, I mean, obviously, as someone who doesn't write music, it's very easy for me to say I would love my song to be out there, you know, 100,000 times every week. But I don't know. The solution to that, though, Ant, and you touched on this as well, is pay or pay her $50,000 or $100,000 and just physically buy up that song. So it becomes yours kind of like when, you know, the Beatles library was sold to whoever, you know, and you just kind of like you own that. So now it's yours. And so now when anybody else plays it, then you're the one that's getting the royalty for it. Uh, there's no, like, I guarantee you that song is still played so much. Like whoever owns like the, the copy of the official copy of it on YouTube or whatever, like the, the advertising revenue from that, like there is still a lot of income streams and I don't know what Debbie Deb is up to these days, but I imagine uh, that's still a pretty decent royalties earner. Really? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad still gets royalty checks from like Ninja Turtles from 1990 playing on the USA Network, you know, once a year or something like that. He'll he'll get a check like if he still gets a royalty check for like these movies he shot in like the 80s and 90s. And now, granted, it's like a dollar 17. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 pennies per time it's played. But he was also just a dolly grip like the producers on that the the director the actors and stuff they still collect royalty checks forever and like for for songs and stuff like radio stations and and stuff that want to play it i imagine like she still like gets a you know uh uh, some kind of revenue stream off of that or whoever owns it like like you said she might not have written it she might not own the publishing for it since they have permission for round ball rock do you think they should do the club over uh some john tesh (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) That would definitely be cool. Uh, yeah, I, I I definitely missed that song. Um, and I I don't know who if Mike, if you're listening and you wrote the club song and produced it and stuff, then it sounds awesome. I love it. Um, but if you're not listening, um, it just wasn't the same. Perhaps you need to write them one, Will. I mean, it's, uh, maybe it's, so. it's worked before. I did think it was interesting that Ant was talking about, you know, the buildup for it. And then being let down because it didn't last very long. I was like, hmm, for that baby, <laughs> baby, I, I, uh, I had a Greg Cody baby moment, uh, today, uh, when they were talking about, uh, you know, <laughs> needing a half inch. Uh, and and get getting the half inch, uh, you know, going for it today. And it just sounded so sexual. And I was like, yeah. I'm the, I'm the dude that would give, give the half inch in a heartbeat, you know? Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for everybody being on mute. And, uh, did, except did for your boss enjoy that when you said, Not, it yeah, yep. Totally. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us this week on midweek menches. Uh, and where can we find you on Twitter? So screw Twitter for a moment. I'll give a shout out to my son who turned 12. Um, so Sal, happy birthday. Happy um, birthday. What's his Twitter account? His Twitter account is at 
Waffle House, W-A-F-F-L-E-H-O-U-S-E. Wow. What a cool handle that he snagged. Uh, that's impressive. Uh, social media wizard. You, he is, you're, yes. you're raising over there. Schweitz, where can we find you? You can find me at Reginald Fowl Johnson. All right. Allie, where can we find you on Twitter? At Debbie Deb. <laughs> and mayor Matt, where can we find you? You could find me on a ballot November 2nd in Cartersville for mayor vote early vote often. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, you can find me in these streets uh, or at Waffle House um, on Twitter or uh, follow at Lauer After Hours, the show account on Twitter and on Instagram. And give us some feedback. Any of these topics that we talked about whenever we uh, put out an episode link and and a brief description, give us your feedback. What's your appetizers? Um, Would you be the one to give the half inch or get the half inch. Um, you know, just, you know, like these are all, you know, discussion starters and we want to, we want to have a discussion with you on Twitter. Mayor, what you got? Also make sure to check out the other podcasts in the Lauer after hours family, including PPG, which the last episode was really good for the first 15 minutes. And then something changed. I'll let you figure out what that was. And then we also <laughs> have laughter, the club, we have cinema, going on and a lot of great other podcasts that we're working on for you here on Lower After Hours. Also, get your merch at shop.lowerafterhours.com Excellent. All right. As always, the professional broadcaster. And I'm just going to add in the Knicks are winning by eight now. Thank you very much, Mayor. Thanks for jinxing us in the in the, in the the right direction. The ICIC and ICICSs. By the time my computer processes this Zoom recording, the Knicks will have lost. All right. Just going to leave it at that. <laughs> All right, as it looks crestfallen. All right. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next week. Happy birthday, Sal. Sorry about the F-bomb. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.